Hello, people. Welcome once again to another time in the Word of God. It's always nice to see you. It's always nice to hang out with you. God is here. God is present. And we are simply here to hear his word. So why don't you go ahead right now. Let everyone know that we are on. Yeah, it's time to boost the faith. It's time to boost the faith. And as we do that, I want us to just go ahead and give thanks to God. Welcome Jesus into our environments. He's already there, but we want to recognize his presence. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into every car, every office, every road, every home, every apartment, every space, Lord, where we are with you hearing your word today. You are welcome. Open your word to us. Speak to us, Lord, today. May there be clarity. May there be direction. We thank you, Lord, because you're with us. Your word is power and your word is life. May light come as we hear your word today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Wow. So, <clears throat> um, I just want to get straight into it again. We've been just getting into the word. Last week, we talked about giving God your best. And, you know, if, if, you're, if you're watching and you're a business person or you are employed at any level, I want to recommend to you to go and listen to the business garage of yesterday. Yesterday was the 2nd of April. It was a 17th anniversary for us, the Worship Harvest family. We are celebrating 17 years of God's goodness and miracles. I want you to go and watch the business garage of yesterday. I want to re recommend it very, very highly. It's going to change your perspective on wealth. It's going to change your perspective on why we need to be rich and why it is a big deal for kingdom businesses to explode. Yeah. So go there. It will also save you from many mistakes that you can make when wealth comes. I don't know why, but it came to me. So go there and have a look at it. Listen and take action. And we talked about giving God your very best last week. That to, to honor God is to give your best to give your first, to give your most superior. And, you know, I saw a scripture during my Bible study the other day. Let me read it for you. It's in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13, especially the first part. And it says, this is the prophet Isaiah. He says, therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Goes on to say their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. But I want to talk about the first part because it struck me. This is, this is Isaiah writing to God's people. He's saying, my people, my people being God's people, my people. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Listen, first of all, what struck me is that this is God's people. You can be a child of God. And you can enter captivity. That captivity is a place you can go into. To be captured is to be limited, is to be unable to move, is to be like imprisoned. Like, you know, prison, in prison you have food, you have shelter, you have clothes, you even have work. Some people even go to school in prison. But no one desires prison. Do you understand? Like, you can be living what looks like a normal life, but you're confined. The difference between a free person and a prisoner is that they don't get to make their own decisions about life. They're in captivity. They wake up and they're told what to eat, what to wear, where to go, what to do, how far to go, and the confines of their movement. They, you are limited. Like you can, you can be that you have the food, the clothing, the shelter, but you're a limited person. And you can be a child of God and you enter captivity. You go into captivity. It's a process. You can, go, you can start out as free and you enter captivity while you're God's child. How? By lacking knowledge. What this said to me is that every area of my life where I see limitation, my issue, why I am in captivity, why I am limited, because captivity is limitation, why I am limited, there's a difference between limitation and boundaries. Boundaries are set, we set them for ourselves. I tell myself that I will not go beyond here because I choose not to. But when you're limited, you don't get to choose. 
you it is that's it you, it is dictated for you how far you can go there's a difference so boundaries come with free, freedom comes with boundaries you choose how how what you want to do when but limitation is captivity is that you cannot there are things you just can't do there are dreams you cannot dream there like like you can be a, a financial captive that money tells you what to do there are dreams you cannot dream there are things you cannot do there are places you cannot go because you are in captivity financially and you know where the captivity is it's here it's in your mind your mind when you lack knowledge you can go as far as you know do you understand you can only go as far as your knowledge can take you as a person and so that's why the thing that Jesus spent most of his time doing was teaching <laughs> he spent most of his time giving knowledge changing the knowledge of those you see of those that he led the scriptures tell us in Romans 12:2 that we are transformed we change into other people by the renewing of our minds and how are our minds renewed by knowledge the mind is renewed by knowledge so get knowledge get knowledge from teachers from anointed men and women those of you if you have a, if you have a pastor if you're in worship harvest you have pastors you have apostle moze learn from those teachers because a shepherd is a gift why what does what's the main work of a shepherd to give knowledge to feed no with knowledge and understanding and when you get knowledge what happens you get out of captivity You've met people who were in situations where they thought they can't get out. You are you are you're living with someone and or you work in a place, you work somewhere where you think if I live here, I will starve. They they don't pay you meanwhile. They don't pay you. You're in arrears for I don't know how many months, but you can't live because in your mind, if you leave that job, there is nothing out there. And then you go for maybe a seminar on finances and you learn that you can do more than you thought. And then even with a little bit of fear, but now you have knowledge which is freedom it's an it's a key into freedom so then what do you do you say let me try and see because you have knowledge your mind has been opened up to possibility you get out you start a business you thrive you look back and say what was wrong with me you lacked knowledge my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge every time we are our knowledge is limited or we get stagnant in knowledge it means that even our progress is stagnant like in whichever area of your life you can be in captivity into a mediocre marriage that it's not amazing but you're okay but there is more but that more is locked in knowledge and you know this is not what i want to talk about today but it's just something that i wanted to throw out there for you that why do we put ourselves in spaces where every day you're listening to teachings you're you're growing in your understanding you're going to school you're sick you're listening to podcasts you're listening to sermons you because the more you grow in knowledge the more you grow in freedom and access into the things of god and in life generally like the more you learn about something the more you know and the more you have access to that's why people who have more knowledge in terms of like masters degrees or working experience get paid more than those who don't have because knowledge is access into more and so i want you to be a person who seeks knowledge who seeks knowledge because knowledge breaks you out of captivity and limitation in your life there are things you don't need to pray about of course there are things you need to pray concerning but many of the things are just knowledge problems Many of the issues we are dealing with are knowledge problems. I meet many married people and when I sit with them I realize that they just lack knowledge like the the issues you're having is because you lack knowledge. Like that you just didn't know that that you don't do that. That's why you're struggling. So many times our issues are knowledge problems. I want you to become a person who seeks out for knowledge because without knowledge you actually go into captivity. And by the time you realize you're in captivity, the enemy now starts to tell you you're stuck. But I want to I want to say that to you that be a person who seeks out knowledge how embrace shepherds embrace shepherds because a shepherd is a is a well of knowledge when god gives you a shepherd you have a gift jesus when he arrives on the scene in luke 4:18 he declares that the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me the first thing is to preach the anointing the first one is to preach <laughs> the gospel to the poor and he goes on to talk about proclaiming liberty to captives freedom to those who are in bondage everything is about proclamation words are not innocent when they enter your mind and your heart they break you out into new dimensions and the more you hear the more you enter 
the more you hear the more you enter the more you hear the more you enter because when you it's like when the word of god comes into your life it breaks things it enters you into the new dimension so don't get tired of, of, of being in the word be a person who a day will never end where you don't hear someone where your ears don't hear the word of god yes you should read the word but you should also hear the word of god because there's something that happens when we hear and and and, and you know the thing about captivity let me lean in a little bit before i get into what I, what in my head i want to talk about the thing about captivity is that the devil gets you into a place because captivity is in your mind i told you you can't be looking like a free person but you're a captive you're a captive to fear you're a captive to depression you're a captive to sexual sin you're a captive to poverty you're a captive to laziness you're a captive to small thinking you're a captive to i don't know low self esteem it can be all sorts of things and and what the enemy comes and does is that he because you're limited in what you think of yourself and the world and what god can do through you he comes and puts you in a place where you you're not aware of what's available to you in god but also the other part of it is that you're not aware of who you are in god listen if you knew if you are a child who was born to people who are very wealthy but you did not know because you were raised maybe by relatives in poverty for whatever reason it was you would grow up thinking that's what you have access to and that's who you are all your dreams would be maybe one day to leave the village and go to the city and live in a one roomed house because for you that would be progress because you see for some people they look at what like someone can be celebrating progress and for you because you've moved beyond that level you look at them and say is that something to celebrate yes to them being able to finish primary 7 elementary school is probably a big deal because no one in their family ever did but then the question to you that i want to ask you is who is your family who's your family because the scriptures tell us that if any man is in christ <laughs> He's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So who is your family? You belong to a completely new family. I hear people and myself sometimes all the time saying, "Oh, no, this is the issue in my family. Which one?" You were born again into a new family with new possibilities, with new opportunities, with new experiences, with new expectations. Your father is God and the enemy wants you thinking you are desperate. You do not have anywhere to go. You have no connections. You have the biggest connection in the world. God cannot can connect you to any any job in the world, any opportunity in the world. So suddenly when you tap into that, what happens is that you no longer think according to what you're limited to. Even a good family on the earth can be a limitation for you because you can start to think that that's all you have access to. I used to I used to think that way. I used to actually and that makes you think that you you trust in men. It becomes a snare to you. You look to men, you think so and so is so you your whole the whole strategy in the week is to make sure that so and so notices you so that they connect you. instead of going to your closet with God and declaring the promises of who you are I cannot lack I cannot be in bondage I am a child of God I move from glory to glory God guides my steps and to open your heart and your mind to know that the whole world is your access that God can use a stranger to give you work you can meet someone in a taxi strike a conversation the next thing you know you have a job that that suddenly you realize that the world it, it, is set up to your advantage by God if you understand that you're a child of God that you, you he is guiding your steps that you are not limited suddenly you don't get bound into a relationship where someone is refusing to commit to you and they are treating you terrible and you're like I don't think I am good enough no 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 you're a child of God you can't get out there there's more to life like you start thinking oh in my family People don't do this which family which family which family there are dimensions to you listen when i think about this i think about people like joseph when you think of joseph right joseph is born into this family but he understands that he has an assignment from god beyond his natural family 
He sees things which he doesn't understand. The thing about Joseph is that because he never saw himself according to his circumstances, he behaved differently. Many of us, why you behave the way you do is because of how you see yourself. Because some of the captivity is the knowledge of you. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are, child of God? Do you know who you are? Do you know what you have access to? Do you know the things God has prepared for you? Do you know who you are? You who is listening to me, you who is watching me, do you know who you are? That you're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. That you're a child of the living God. You're highly favored. You're deeply loved by God. You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror through him who loved you. You are precious to God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. That God is for you and not against you. You are at peace with God. You have access to the Father. My goodness, do you know who you are? You are the righteousness of God. Do you know who you are? Listen, you know, when we read, I'm going to read for you a scripture in Second uh, Corinthians 5.16. Today, I'm, 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 I've, going, I've gone off script. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay because I think someone needs to hear this today. The enemy has put you in a place where you're considering yourself. <laughs> ah, according to your circumstances. First of all, I want to say to you, if you're going through a, a tough time, you're going through a time when everything feels like the world is crumbling on you. I have a word for you from Isaiah 7, 7. It says, thus says the Lord God, it shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. That thing that is coming against you, it will not stand and it will not come to pass. It will not stand. Trust God. Trust God. Don't make any decisions right now out of fear or panic or current circumstances. A temporary situation should not make you make a permanent decision. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes and see God and see who you are. See yourself through the eyes of heaven. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we, many of us know only verse 17. Of there are four from now, uh, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. And we'll come to that because the truth is that you're new. New is not improved. When you get a new dress, it's not an improvement from the one you had before. They are two separate dresses. They don't connect. Like a, a new dress is here, the old dress is here. They are not an improvement. If you're improving it, it's the same thing and you make it better. You are a new creation. Listen to me, you need to believe it. You're new those attachments from your family which are negative are not part of you anymore. You belong to a new family, a family of God. You have new opportunities. And if you can renew your mind to this thing, it will change your life. I tell you something. I do not consider myself after my family lineage. I am so unaware of being a Ugandan. I'm not very aware of being an African. I'm not very aware of being, as for my tribe, I really don't think about it at all. But there was a time when I, my family was everything. I needed, my identity was so attached to my family, it was unhealthy. Like, I felt like that is, my whole world was my family. My family is great, but they are not my world. They are part of my world. I came from heaven. I came from God. I came on the earth. I am on a mission in my generation, and it is an unlimited mission because the entire world and its fullness belongs to my father. So I have access to everything in the world. I, I am not just a Ugandan. I am a kingdom citizen who happened to be born in Uganda. But I'm not limited to Uganda. I can operate outside of this nation because my father operates everywhere. Open your mind. Let me tell you, you will enter a freedom I cannot explain to you. You will see that there is more to life. There is more to destiny. Open your mind. I, my, my spiritual father, Apostle Mose, likes to say that there are dimensions to people. Even Now, what I want to show you is that many times we say, yes, there are dimensions to people. Like Joseph, they saw a prisoner but the truth is that there was a prime minister in the prison. <laughs> like, that's why he never behaved himself like a prisoner, like a desperate person. Because you see, how you see yourself is going to determine how you behave yourself. If you think you're desperate and you're helpless and you're alone in the world, you will behave that way. You will dream that way. You will live that way in limitation. But when you open your mind to more, to know that there is more for you in God, that you're unlimited in him, suddenly you see more and what you see determines how far you can go. God says to Abraham, lift up your eyes as far as you can see, I will give you. God can only give us as far as we can see. He has prepared so much for us, but until we see it, we can't enter it. 
when they were going to enter the promised land, they sent spies out to go and first see the land. And those who came back and said what we saw is dangerous could not enter. But first they saw themselves as grasshoppers. Then they saw themselves as grasshoppers before the giants. But for Caleb and Joshua, they did not see themselves as grasshoppers. They saw themselves through the eyes of God, their Redeemer, the one who had performed miracles. And they said, we are well able to enter it. God is with us. Those people are our bread. We are going to eat them. Those giants are nothing before our God. That's the same attitude Joseph, David had. He came and found men of war, valiant men who had been trained in the army who were scared of a giant. And for him, when he saw the giant, he saw him in comparison to God and said, this uncircumcised Philistine, he's coming against the armies of the living God. I'm going to go with God. We are going to fight him. We're going to overcome. That's the attitude you should have, child of God. That you don't see yourself alone in the world. You are not alone. You are not alone, child of God. You will never be alone. Every moment of every day, God is with you. God is with you. He's with you fighting for you. He's with you promoting you. He's with you teaching you. He's with you. He's the lifter of your head. He's your glory. You are not alone. I don't care what circumstances surround your birth. You are no longer just connected only to your natural family lineage. Maybe in your lineage there is rape. Maybe in your lineage there is poverty. Maybe in your family or in your natural lineage there is, I don't know, limitation. People don't get married. People don't have children. People have infertility. Someone stop saying that in your lineage people are infertile. Which lineage are you talking about? You belong to the lineage of the living God. It's time for you to get your umbilical cord in the spirit and connect it to your new lineage and start tapping into everything that belongs to you in Christ Jesus. Stop considering yourself after the flesh. Be like Joseph when the wife of Potiphar who looks like she's a privilege to you, a woman who looks like she can promote you, a woman who looks like she can destroy you, comes and offers to sleep with you in the palace and no one will ever find out. You remember that God is with me. Even though no one will know, I will know, my God will know. I am not just here as a servant. I'm not just a houseboy. I'm a child of the living God. I have a destiny. God is promoting me from the pit into a palace. I know that God will come through for me. I don't have to go through a way outside of God to promote myself. I don't have to degrade myself because I do not consider myself after the flesh. I don't consider myself as a servant in a home. I don't consider myself as just a receptionist. I don't consider myself as just a student who has no school fees. No, I look ahead and I see the future and I see that God is in my future lifting me, drawing me higher, challenging me, changing me, making me something that, that has never been in my entire family. Joseph in their family, they had never been a prime minister in a foreign land. It had never happened. David, there had never been a king in his family. But he had to elevate and see himself through the eyes of faith, through the eyes of God, how God saw him. But first, these people recognized that God was with them. And that's the first thing I need you to know. God is with you. God is with you. In your lowest moments, God is with you. He has never left you. He will never forsake you. And he's with you for you. He's not just with you for being present. He's there with you. He's the lifter of your head. He's your glory. He's your shield. He's your redeemer. He's your promoter. He's your father. He's your defender. He is your provider. He is everything. He's your healer. He's your father. He's your husband. You who wants to stay in a relationship with someone who dishonors you. You're not even married. God is your husband. He is a father to the fatherless. You are not alone in this world. It's time for us to understand, first of all, the dimension of who we are in Christ Jesus. He says in verse 16 of 2 Corinthians 5, Therefore, from now on, may, I, may this be your testimony, from today, from now on, we regard no one, according to the flesh. <laughs> no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. They have become new and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Listen, if you're in Christ Jesus, you're a new creation, stop considering yourself after the flesh. Stop considering yourself after the flesh. Understand that even you, there are dimensions to you. Stop saying things like, for me, I have anger problems. That's not in Christ Jesus for you. There's a dimension of you that is actually joyful all the time. 
There's a, but you can't tap into it if you don't, first of all, awake to it. Wake up to the truth that you are not, you are not limited to your past experience. You're not limited to your family background. You're not limited to your education level. You can move into out of captivity. Don't be a captive of your past or your current or your family background or your education or the lack thereof. Enter into who you are in Christ Jesus. Become obsessed with who you are in Christ Jesus and enter in. You're a child of God. You're a servant of the living God. You're on mission with God. Every day when you wake up, recognize that God is with you and that also you, you, you don't know yourself. You should say, I don't know myself. I don't know myself. You become effective by acknowledging everything that is in you in Christ Jesus. You don't know yourself. I don't know myself. I know that what I am today is not all I will ever be. No. But what I'm confident of is this, that I move from glory to glory, from favor to favor, from grace to grace. From I am confused if I'm not growing. If there's no increase in my life, I know that there's a problem because that's not who God is. In the things of God, you don't diminish. Your latter days are supposed to be greater than your former days. But that cannot happen when on the inside of you, you think that your entire life is limited to your current circumstances or to your past. Even the dimensions of who you are. To say, I am, I am, me, I'm just, I'm just a quiet person. Me, I'm just a timid person. Me, I'm just a stingy person. Me, I don't know how to save and invest. Me, I don't know. No, that's not true. There's more in you. Whatever is in Christ is in you. There are dimensions to you. There are dimensions to people who are around you. And when you open your eyes to see who people are, you benefit from who they are. Because you can have around you an anointed person and you treat them like a normal person. And then you get normal things from them. But today I'm not even talking about seeing dimensions in other people. I'm talking about the dimensions in you, child of God. Stop considering yourself after the flesh. Stop saying, me, I'm just, I have issues with this and the other. I just, me, I just struggle with sexual things. No, in Christ Jesus, you are free. You are free. You need to start declaring, I'm the righteousness of God. One of the things I want to do starting this week is I want to create a list of declarations that are in line with the scriptures. Yes, that's what I want to do. And I want to encourage you to do the same. You are not a desperate person. You're not a poor person. You're not someone who is alone in the world. You have a defender. You have a God. Why don't you dream? Why don't you see more? Why don't you see more in God? Because you think you are what you are currently. There's more in God. There are dimensions to you. There's more in God for you. Do not see yourself according to the current circumstances that you face. You see, God, when he comes to his people in Jeremiah 29, I love that, that portion of scripture so much. They are in captivity. They are slaves. He sends a prophet to them to say to them, listen, even though you're in a place you don't like, even though you're in a place you don't enjoy, lift up your eyes. You're still my children. I want you to prosper in captivity. Build houses and live in them. Multiply, be more. Some of you are, have put your life on pause until this situation ends. No, child of God, the Bible says that the more they oppressed them, the more they increased. That was the life of the children of Israel. That's our life. We go from glory to glory, from light to light. Brighter and brighter, our path shines. That's your testimony. You don't have to now put your life on pause until the situation ends. No, you can prosper in the midst of grief. You can prosper at a workplace where they've refused to promote you. You can give your best and keep growing, investing in yourself. And then when your promotion comes, God will make you catch up with 10 years worth of what you missed. They will suddenly give you seven, 20 times your salary. Where you, just for those years, God was building your character. But you have to know that you're not, you don't now succumb to the circumstances and start acting bad, giving less where you are serving poorly because you're like, they give me little money. I'm now going to also give little effort. No, you, you, you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Your boss is in heaven. He pays well. You can get to a point where you work at a workplace and God pays you more outside the workplace. And you work there because you're on mission with God, not because you're there to earn a salary. Understand who you are. You're bigger than you think. You are bigger than you think, child of God. In, uh, in, in um, First John, First John 5, 4, and I'm going to read it in different versions. It says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. <laughs> whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Now you are born of God. 
you are born of God. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. This is the victory that has overcome, not will overcome, not might overcome. The victory that has overcome the world is your faith, is your belief in God, is your faith. He says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. I am born of God, so I overcome the world. I overcome the world. He's in the Passion Translation, it says, you see, every child of God overcomes the world. Say, that's me. Oh, yes, that's you. That's me. We are overcomers. Don't let your circumstances, current circumstances, deceive you that you're not an overcomer. You are an overcomer. That cannot change. That cannot change. It's who you are. Every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. Listen, your faith is power. Your faith is not just power. It's victorious power. Don't let go of your faith in the amplified he says, for everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. That is your story. That is my story. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing persistent faith in Jesus, the son of God. Our continuing persistent faith. Our continuing persistent faith. There's so much in God for you. There, there is so much in God for you and I. There are places what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no mind has conceived is what God has prepared for those of us who love him and are called according to his purpose. And these things are being revealed to us by the spirit of the living God. As we give ourselves to the word of God, as we surrender our dreams to God, as we simply walk with him and believe God and take him at his word, we enter new rooms of possibility. I personally believe that every year is my best year yet. My best year of ministry, my best year of marriage, my best year financially, my best year. And now I believe that every day is my best day. Why not? Every day is the best day because I move from glory to glory. I now believe that we are in a new month of April. And so my best month in 2023 has just come. Oh yes, it has come. I'm expectant. My heart is open. God has good plans for me. He is for me and not against me. I am overcoming. I am winning. I'm entering new dimensions. And that should be your posture. Because the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. And you know what? The devil wants to convince you out of your, of your inheritance. The point of faith is inheritance because you see, grace provides, faith receives. So in other words, your faith is your access into your inheritance. The inheritance is there, make no mistake about it. But we are all experiencing different levels of it, not because God has favorites, but because some people have chosen to actually believe God and take him at his word. And you and I are going to be among those people. Fight for your faith. First of all, see yourself the way God sees you. Secondly, believe what God has said concerning you. God is with you. Someone you need to know that. You need to wake up every day. Be aware at your workplace that God is with you. In a taxi, God is with you. On the road, God is with you. And when you know that you even you're on a mission with him, you're always saying, God, who are we blessing today? You're looking out. Who should I bless? Who should I tell about you? Who should I be a blessing to today? You're not thinking that you're alone in the world you're not, you're not thinking, oh God, make someone else be a blessing to me. No, I have God, which means I have every blessing, which means that I am the one in the stronger position. I'm going out as a blessing to the world, not as someone who is hoping that something works out for me. No, no, I am an, at an advantage because I am with God and God is with me and God is for me. Your faith, 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 faith is so powerful and we're doing a series on faith in worship harvest, not just this month. I think Apostle is going to teach on faith for months because it's time to recover our faith. When you look around the words we say, you can tell that we've lost faith, that the hopes we have, the dreams we have. You see, when you have great faith, you use boldness of speech. When they ask you how is business, you say it's great. You don't say, oh, we are hustling, we are in the struggle. We are trying. You think that's humility? Open, don't be, listen. Don't let your tongue be the one which is rising against you. Yes. He says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you, you shall condemn. Some of us, it's your own tongue rising against you. You think it's humility to go around saying, we are trying, we are pushing, we are hustling. No. When they ask you, how are you? Say, I'm blessed. 
Everything is working for my good. It's a great month. I'm really looking forward. They say, oh, how is your marriage? It's amazing. God is doing great things in my family. Because you know God is, whether you can see them or not, God is working. He's always working. And when you, when you have that posture, you live differently. You give differently. You minister differently. You're different because you're always in a position of advantage in your heart and mind. You're not at a disadvantage, you know, and, and waiting for someone to take advantage of you. You always have the higher higher hand because you know God is with you imagine that jo Joseph no matter which pit they threw him in he was still the advantage in Potiphar's house they prospered because of him when they took him to the prison the prison has prospered because of him he was interpreting dreams because of that like he never saw himself as disadvantaged he saw himself as someone who was a child of God Daniel when he was when he was a eunuch you know they would cut off your yeah so that you don't ever impregnant the queen or whatever if he worked in the palace so he was a eunuch he never saw himself as a eunuch a slave boy who has been brought into babylon no he saw himself as a child of god with advantage and he rose through the ranks and served three empires uh, he came in as a servant listen you don't have to come in in what the world considers a position of advantage you know that no matter what position you enter through you are advantaged you, you must know that in your heart that you always carry advantage. That is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith, our belief in God that we are who he says we are, that we can have what he says we can have, that we are always at an advantage. We are children of the living God. Yes, he always causes us to triumph. This is the victory that overcomes the world. It's time for us to stop being the ones against ourselves with our tongue. Jacob went as, a, as if a houseboy. He was thrown out of his family after he stole the blessing. He ran away and went to work in Laban's house. Laban cheated him over 10 times. But every time he cheated him, whatever Jacob put his hand to prospered until Laban said, I know I have prospered because you've been here. Like, guys, it's not about the, the title on your door. Listen to me. It's not about being CEO, having the first class degree, being the favorite child in the home. You have to understand that you're marked. Loving kindness and tender masses are a crown that you carry. You know, one of the things that Apostle told us to do is to go around every day when you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, two miracles are headed my way today. Oh, yes. Every day, expect a miracle. And you know what those miracles are? Goodness and mercy. They pursue you all the days of your life. They pursue you every day that you wake up. Goodness is running after you. Mercy is running after you. Mercy to cover you when you fail. Goodness to just bring favor before, before God and before men. Did you know, listen, did you know that you can grow in favor? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. I believe it's in Luke chapter 2, verse 52. That's what I believe. Let me go there and see. I think it's there. It speaks of Jesus and it also speaks of Samuel that he grew. Yeah. It says it in Luke 2.52. And Jesus, listen, oh, increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Put your name. And B3 increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Come on. And whatever your name is, I mean, I'll put mine a second time. And B3 increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. I see you increasing in wisdom. I see you increasing in stature, like in your, in your capacity, increasing in your rank before God and men. I see you increasing in favor. The favor you've had is not the most favor you'll ever have. There is more favor. There is more stature. There is more wisdom in God. Believe it. The victory that overcomes the world is your faith. That devil wants to dampen your faith. He wants you to focus on current circumstances. He wants you to focus on past failures. God is never in your past. He's not working in your past. God is in the future. God is in the future. He's at the end of your story calling you and saying you are victorious. Come, enter into the much more of God. And I want you to wake up. Wake your faith up. Wake your faith up. Get on the offensive. Confess the promises of God before trouble comes. Don't wait for trouble to come. Start declaring I can never be poor. I am wealthy. Jesus became poor that I may become rich. My mind is opening up. Yes, I am growing in favor before God and before men. I am healthy. My body is whole. I do not have sickness in my body the blood of Jesus pleads against anything in my blood that comes to attack me you have to start declaring the victory that overcomes the world is your faith you are born of God it means you overcome the world every day 
whatever is born of God overcomes the world, present continuous. Every moment you wake up, an overcomer has woken up. When you walk into that office, an overcomer has walked in. When you walk into, I don't know, that school, the overcomer has entered. Like the taxi, the overcomer has entered. The border border, the overcomer has sat on it. Like basically nothing can by any means harm you. Even when it comes and it is bad, it is working for your good. God makes it to work for your good. God makes it work for your good. I want you to take on the posture of someone with an advantage in God. Will trouble come? Yes, Jesus said to his disciples, yeah, yeah, trouble will come, but be of good cheer because I have already overcome the world. You see, when you're working, watching a match in replay, you already know the result. So you watch it relax because you know in the end we win. That's how we are, friends. We are in Christ in God. And so we know, we know that we have overcome regardless of what is happening now in our lives. We have overcome. We have overcome. We have already overcome. The overcomer has woken up because God, God calls us to get on the offensive. It's your faith that overcomes the world. It's not your tears. It's not your complaints. It's not your, I don't know, your, it's not your hard work that overcomes the world. It's your faith. It's your faith to believe God. To believe that you are who God says you are, a child of the living God, a prince, a princess. You have an advantage in God. Faith quenches all the fiery darts of the enemy. That's what faith does. The enemy is after your faith. He wants you to doubt God. He wants you to disbelieve God. So all those attacks on your life, they are attacks on your faith. Because faith is your access into the promises of God. And faith is your victory. I want you to be convinced that God has prepared things for you. Many things for you. God has prepared very many things for you. I want to close and take you to the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and close with a verse that we are meditating on that talks about the full armor of God. Okay? I'll start from verse 14, but where I want to really concentrate is verse 16. It says, Stand therefore, having guarded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having showed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Comma, verse 16. Above all, Above all, listen to me, child of God, above all, above all, above all, above your academics, above your desire to please men, above your best laid plans, above, above all, above, above prayer, above all, above fasting, above friendships, above everything, above children, above all, above all. Taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy, of the wicked one. All. Taking up the shield. Take it up. Meaning your faith, you have to pick it up. Faith is for taking. Faith comes. Faith doesn't attack you. You have to actually take it up. A shield is an of, it's, it's a weapon for defense. And how does it work? By the word of God. Faith works by the word. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when faith comes by the word of God, you take up your shield and you start using it to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Listen to me. The enemy is going to attack. It's not a prophecy. It's what it is. Every day you wake up, he's after you. But that shouldn't scare you because he's already defeated. What you should do is take up your faith. <clears throat> take up the word of God that he has spoken over you and put it as a shield. And the Bible tells us here in this verse 16 that it quenches all the fiery darts of the enemy. They'll be fiery. They'll be scary. Some of them will be loud. But you know what? They'll be quenched. When I think of that, I think of like some, you bring fire and there's water, a bucket of water. The fire is gone suddenly. It's gone because the water overcomes the fire. So the, 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 the shield of faith, every time the enemy comes and starts telling you, you see, your, your business is about to go down. You say, it's not possible. The Lord God himself teaches me to profit. He teaches me to prosper. This business might have shut down, but praise God, I've learned my lessons. My next one will be 10 times better. I'm picking myself up and I'm starting again and I will prosper. God teaches me to prosper. I'm going to get knowledge. I'm going to learn everything I must. I will not. It will not happen a second time. I will not fail another time. I have learned. Now I'm going into my next level. You put your, your, the fiery darts of the enemy. You quench them with the shield of faith. The enemy brings this this way. You Faith. 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 Above all, embrace faith. Because everyone born of God overcomes the world. 
everyone born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. It's our faith. It's our faith. Our faith is our victory. So don't let go of your faith. Don't let go of your confession. Don't let go of your faith in God. Open your mouth every moment of every day until your heart is convinced that the things you say are true. Let's go and create confessions, daily confessions based on the word of God. One of them should be, of course, that one about how you are an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Yes, I am born to overcome. Every place I walk into today, I walk in as an overcomer. My faith overcomes the world. I am a child of God. I am advantaged. I'm growing in favor and stature before God and before men. Doors are opening before me, double doors of blessing. I enter new realms of operation. I go higher in God. I do not diminish, I increase. My light shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. I am a witness for God. My, I am fruitful. My tree is full of souls. I am not scared. I have, I have the spirit of boldness and not the spirit of fear. I represent God. I am a light in the world. My good works show forth before men and they glorify my Father who is in heaven. I am advancing in every way. I am advancing in my ministry. I am advancing in my marriage and relationships. Some of you need to start to introducing yourself as, 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 as a married people before it even happens. You start introducing yourself to chairs and cushions. Hey, yeah, you know I am so and so I'm married. Mm, it's been two years, the marriage is going very well. I don't know. We just need to flip because you have to tap into the future. But listen to me, whatever you do, do not let go of your faith. Your faith is your victory. Do not consider yourself after the flesh. Enter the victory that God has already given you by faith. I hope that this has stirred you up to remember who you are in Christ Jesus, what you have access to. Yes, don't let the enemy pull you down because of a mistake you made, something that didn't go right. That's not the end of your world. It's just a part, it's just a sentence in the, in, it's like you can't, your whole world can't be reduced to one day. There are many years ahead of you. Some of you need to start declaring you will live and not die. You will declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then no matter what happened in your lineage, I'll tell you that in my father's side of the family, all the men died before 50 years. All of them without exception, apart from my grandfather on my dad's side, all. But you know what? What I know is that the men in our lineage are connected to the bloodline of Abraham. Oh yes, they will live as long as they want. With long life, they will be satisfied. The few years in God are 70 to 80 years. Below that, it's out of the will of God to die. Yeah, they will, he says with long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. I will not die before my time. I will live to accomplish every purpose God has for me. I will fulfill my days and so will my children. I will never bury a child. Some of you, you need to start declaring those things. Yes, that is faith. <coughs> faith is active. Faith speaks. Faith acts. Faith believes. Faith overcomes. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. That is the victory that has overcome the world. Not will overcome, it has already overcome. So when you enter faith, you enter victory. You enter victory. Why don't you go ahead and open your mouth right now and start to declare the things that you know to be true about yourself in Christ Jesus. Speak to the mountain. Tell it what is going to happen. It will be cast into the sea. Tell that debt, you will not conquer me. I conquer you in the name of Jesus. I am I'm coming out of debt in Jesus' name. I am entering abundance. Come on, speak. My marriage is getting better. Strife is getting out of my marriage. I enter the marriage of God that he has for me, which is full of joy and abundance in the name of Jesus. My children are children of peace. God is my provider. We do not lack anything good. He supplies all our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I am not desperate. I am a child of the living God. I am victorious. My faith overcomes the world. Speak. Don't be silent in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth, child of God. Your victory overcomes the world. Enter a new dimension of seeing yourself, not after the flesh, but after the spirit. You're a child of God. You are unlimited. God is for you and not against you. He's moving you into new dimensions. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we trust you. Our eyes are on you. You are our glory and the lifter of our heads, oh God. We 
we enter faith in the name of Jesus, we move from glory to glory, from grace to grace, from strength to strength. Yes, Lord, we do not go backwards. Our lives move forward. We progress in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Hallelujah. I see chains falling. I see destinies being realigned in the name of Jesus. I see people moving out of being desperate into being focused in the name of Jesus, knowing that you're an advantage in your family, at your workplace. I see you walking into your workplace tomorrow. Very different. Very different. Walking in as an advantage to that company and not as a low-level person who's trying to enter promotion. You're already promoted in God. He has already elevated you. See yourself the way he sees you. You're an advantage everywhere you are because you have God on your side. You're a child of God and that's how you see yourself. That's the lineage you belong to in the name of Jesus. The boundary lines have fallen to you in pleasant places. Whatever you set your hand to shall prosper in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you that today you awaken our faith and it's not going to be a one-time thing. We will stay in faith. Star us up, oh God, that we will wage war by your promises over us. Those will be our weapons, oh God, every day. We will not wait for trouble to come. We will speak every day and enter the territory that you have for us. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if you're watching me and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, come on, enter the family of victorious people. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Today is the day of salvation. Don't delay. Don't overthink it. Try Jesus. You've tried other things so far. You're empty. Yeah, they are not working for you. So try Jesus, the one who made you, who loves you, and wants to give you a new beginning. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, <coughs> today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I give you my life. Forgive me of all my sins. I believe that my sins are covered in you. And in you I have forgiveness. Write my name in the book of life. And give me a new beginning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are born again. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. Send us a message on that number that's running on your screen and let us know that you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Don't delay. Do it immediately. Stop whatever you're doing and send that message because we want to connect you to a loving family and answer any questions you might have about what has happened. But mostly we want to pray with you and for you. Welcome to the family of God. You are loved and you are highly favored and you are blessed. And for the rest of you, family, listen, faith enter faith become a faith warrior because it's your faith that overcomes the world speak life believe for the best trust god and if it's not in his word don't accept it as your reality because you belong to a new family the family of god i'll see you again next week same place same time you're blessed you're highly favored you're deeply loved